gentlemen welcome to episode 89 of beyond the blade i am your co-host chad didemenesis in what will be a eventually sad podcast here i'm your co-host bill shockey along for the sad depressing ride so we had a little queen playing you in this week because you know what bill another season bites the dust we just want to find somebody to love. Pretty much. Oh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you just no. We want to be the champions. You know. I mean, <laughs> mm, we, just to, we just want a team that'll rock you, but we don't get that. <laughs> Is that enough Queen references here? <laughs> I think so. I think so. I mean, it's odd. Get a little Galileo going in here in a second. Or is that good? <laughs> yeah. So. uh I, I mean, God damn it, right? I mean, that's <laughs> we've been here before, huh? Yeah, so. it's it's funny. It's you know, back in November we we were gloating about how man it'll be awesome not to have this podcast this season, and three months that's later what we're about to do. Three months later, here we are, writing off another season of Buffalo Sabres hockey and. Another year off of Reinhardt's contract, another year off of Eichel's contract, another year off Rasmus Dahlin's entry-level contract. Throw it in the garbage, and time to start. Middle staff's another one. Throw it all in the trash. And uh, I started reading about draft prospects today, Bill. That's that's where we are. (laughs) I'm not there yet, but probably (laughs) after my vacation Saturday, I will probably be there as well. It's, uh, you know, it's... I told I no I put on Twitter then I even told you after that a Rangers game you know it's I didn't think they were going to lose in New Jersey but I you know I said to you I, I feel like that stretch coming up here after the Florida game uh, 
was going to be the kill shot and the you know the stretch of the games that'll officially knock them out of not officially but for all intents and purposes knock them out of this thing. Well, thankfully they did it the day before our podcast and pretty much just and I mean again not officially but you know for all intents and purposes last night was it that was losing that game New Jersey that's just if you had any shred of hope left that just popped right out of you. Yeah, I mean I, I think kind of. <clears throat> The last, the way the last two games went, it's just, it's gotten to the point where, like you said, it's kind of like those seasons of the last couple of years where during the 10 game winning streak, you never turned the game off because you knew they were never out of it. And all of a sudden this team is, they get down two, you know, halfway through the third and the game's going off. Like I know they're not coming back. And so it's just, they're, they're back to not being able to score. Housley puts Reinhardt back on the first line. And so if that first line or power play is not scoring, they're not scoring. And I mean, it's just everything coming together is one thing. Um, And here you are. Now you're six points out. You got Carolina five ahead of you and Philly is now tied with you. If they pass you, I mean, you're just, you're not chasing. It's going to be too hard to chase two teams, let alone three. And like you said, I think for all intents and purposes, it's exactly what we were talking about before, where all they had to do was not suck and keep those teams behind them because you don't want to be the team chasing. And now you're, you could easily buy, what I say, that stretch you said, March 4th, that stretch ends. Yep. I mean, you're talking maybe eight, 10 points out. Yeah. I mean, you're, at that point, it's, I don't think be close to the bottom, but I mean, you're, I mean, right now, we talked before the podcast, are what are you closer to what, fourth last in the conference round than you are at a playoff spot? Yeah. If you, subtract six you're in fourth last yeah i mean it's 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 how does this happen yeah i mean it's it's the crazy (laughs) part it's insanity it's you know all all you said you know a few months ago is all you had to do was not have a collapse and they did they it's a it is a full on collapse and there's no other way around it and you can tell me how much that win streak was fake and not real, and I'll, I'll buy into that. And a lot of that was luck, but I mean, for this to just go this poorly, it's it's so many I mean, things, I, so many things. It's not even like it's one thing. It's not like just oh, you know, Eichel got hurt. So what are you going to do? I mean, it, it, it's 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 a culmination of just a whole bunch of stuff that just rolled together and just quickly rolled downhill. While the general manager sat there and watched it and just went, well, I don't know. We'll, we'll, I guess we'll, we'll attack it next year. And it's, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're, like you said, we're going to be at March 4th here playing meaningful, un, not meaningful hockey games, basically. And it's disappointing. It's, it's unbelievable how they went from where they were that by the time March starts, you're going to be out of it. And, it's you know it's not winning back to back regulation games since October. It's not winning back to back games in general since December. I mean, it's that's kind that, of that's crazy. It's kind of how the whole the entire season has gone. Where they're just can we say they're just the most inconsistent team of all time? Pretty yeah, much. Like, pretty, you, I mean, yeah. I mean, at least like I mean, Ottawa. Ottawa's like consistently bad. They're consistent at something. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is I don't want to say, I mean, yes, the 10 the game win streak happened. So I don't want to say, you know, it didn't matter. You know, if you take that out, whatever. It did happen. But they went from, like, 
and we were talking about this when it was going on, an average team that was getting some luck to a bad team that just couldn't win to now they're starting to play better, but they still just can't win. Um, it's a, just, they're all over the map. And now, like you said, the last, whatever it's been, month and a half, they all, they haven't been getting whatever to, to string anything together. And then they just can't seem to find that consistent brand of hockey where you go a week where the defense just forgets literally how to play defense. Uh, you saw some more tap-ins last night. And then you just, I mean, even again, that last night you went into a New Jersey Devils team who is near the bottom of the league and you scored once. And Corey Snyder, who just won his first game in two years the night before, like two nights before that. And he was a train wreck. And not to mention your AHL team put up uh, nine goals in two games on him. Your AHL team put up nine goals in two games on him. You couldn't score more than one. That's a nice goal, by the way. Nice pass by Bogo. It was. It was. And, you know, it's (laughs) – speaking of the goaltenders, you know, that's – I guess that's kind of maybe we'll kind of jump into the whole thing here. I think that's – you know, we talk about how – you know, the defense and we talk about, you know, they're not scoring enough, but I, I think what the part that I think is missing here and that it's not, it's talked about enough. And I tweeted about it yesterday is the goaltending, how much it's dropped off. And it's not just, at first it was just Hutton and Allmark was still floating, but now it's both. They have both just fallen just over the cliff, basically, you know, they're bringing over the cliff back again here, but I mean, they've both gone just way down. They're, they're negative and you know, their, their goal saved, you know, above expectation, and it's just everything. Their save percentage is is sinking, is going down. The team save percentage, and it's it's so it's it's so frustrating to watch because you know the Rangers game, for example. You you got yourself back in that you got back in it two to one after that Skinner goal, and then Allmark makes that breakaway save. You're like, oh man, awesome save! And then what? A minute and a half later, you have that VC goal, like that because you, you don't cover the post. Like, ugh. And then uh-huh. yesterday, it's two to one late third period, and. You know, whatever you say, Pilot got beat. Sure, that's fine on the outside, but he kept on the outside. Hutton makes himself as small as possible. He was the whole top of the net open, and Palmieri can, you know, again, a nice shot. But the whole top of the net is open. He made himself as small as possible. That, can't, that goal can't go in. And, like, you're playing – you look at these charts that I tweet out, and there's, you know, their expected goals against is going down. But they're still losing games because they can't make the save. So while they're playing better defensively – they continually cannot I would say, get the goaltenders to make the saves. Yeah, they're playing better defensively to a point. Uh, right. I mean, it's not perfect by any means. No. But over the last, I think it was, at I least think over it was, the last week, they've played good enough defensively to win hockey games. R- yes. Okay, yes. Yeah, because I was going to say, I mean, two weeks ago, the, the defense was a train wreck. Well, and against then, Carolina and Minnesota, yes, yes. Right, and then they looked and better. Chicago. <clears throat> I mean, but yeah, another one of those goals last night was exactly what you saw two weeks ago. Um and now, yeah, I mean, now you're starting to get better play. Um, and now you can't find it back in on your own. And like I said, it's just as soon as one one thing seems to, I don't want to say fix, but correct itself enough that you can win games, another part of the you know operation or whatever you want to call it. Falls and they start apart. scoring six, five goals, but they can't get the puck out of their net. And then they oh, stop they scoring goals, and then the goaltenders can't make saves. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's crazy. They can't score. It's, it's just, I don't know. It's... <sighs> it's a combination of everything. This thing's <laughs> so frustrating. So, because I, I, I mean, it, like you said, it's 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 finally starting to fix the defense, and then Housley puts Reinhardt back on the first line. Now you can't get any kind of production out of 
anybody again. And then, well, I think he split him up again, right? So next game we're probably today in practice today he had him split up. But the thing that's crazy is before the New Jersey game, he had the line, the top two lines at least, how they were today in practice. But then randomly for some reason before the game decided to put Reinhardt back up there, which I don't understand at all. And the thing for Mister, I get to guess, Mister, you know. Who I always says game. I put I my top three guys going? Well, there's that, but the guy who always says, "Well, I put so and so in because three months ago they had a good game against Detroit." Well, maybe he should have opened, you know, his game log or something like that and realized you put five goals up on the Jersey Devils when you didn't have Jack Eichel and when Sam Reinhardt and Jeff Skinner put on their own lines. But you go into this game and you're going to put them together, brand- like randomly. I'm just going to do it. Like it's it. It's mind-boggling. It's it's it really is just it's so confusing to try to get a grasp of what he's thinking. And you know it, when Middlestat was out, he kept Reiner on his own, and then Middlestat comes back, and then he puts him back up. Like what? What is the line of thinking here? It's it's crazy. I think that that's probably the craziest point to all of this is that most of the time when coaches make decisions, you can at least say I don't agree with it, but at least I understand it. <laughs> this just seems super random. Like he's just. You know, like last minute decisions just can't, you know, find the stop the leak uh, from the dam breaking. So he just kind of keeps throwing band aids everywhere, hoping that it fixes it. And it really just seems like there's no rhyme or reason to anything he's doing at this point. Although no. I will say, I did like the lines today. Right. I think that's it. The lines the were perfect. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, and even hopefully, fingers crossed, they're going to get Casey Nelson who's going to go in tomorrow instead of Matt Hunwick. And then you're going to have three right-handed defensemen and three left-handed shot defensemen. I mean, the, I mean, the game against Florida might be, if he doesn't somehow mess it up, might be the game where you, I guess you can get the optimal lineup finally. But I don't know. Would, would it shock me tomorrow if I look on Twitter and the morning skate lines have Hunwick in and Pilot out and, like, Nelson in? Like, something ridiculous like that. Like, I, I could see that happening. Nothing surprises me at this point. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, I mean, to, to hype this episode up, I guess I'll kind of get to it now. You know, there's just, while we're on Housley, it's it's really, uh-huh. I, I'm at the point where, I mean, there's a couple of things here. You had this collapse. You have that you really, outside of 10 games, you've had not had this team that he's coached win games consistently on any level. And you have the same issues happening. Nothing's been corrected. The defense has been bad in this team for two years. That is supposed to be his specialty, and he can't get his team to play defense. That's why he was brought here, because he's supposed to be some defensive wizard, but he only got you know the credit for that because he had one of the best defense cores in hockey. But nonetheless, and that's, that's like the biggest mark against them, is your team can't do what you were brought here to coach them to do. And you know that's just one thing. And then you get to the, the ridiculous scratch of the season of Pilot of Rodriguez at one point. Uh-huh. C.J. Smith debacle he got going on. Uh, the overusage of Scandella and Saboka continually throughout the season. At least Saboka has dropped off, but Scandella was playing top pair minutes again. Uh, inability to play players in proper roles. Keeping the big three together too long and then going back to it again continually when it does work and you see it work. He doesn't do anything on this team in any way, shape, or form to elevate the team. He doesn't do what Barry Trotz is doing for the Islanders. He doesn't do what Claude Julian is doing for the Canadians. He doesn't do what Rick Tockett is doing for Arizona, who has a, a mile-long list of injuries, yet his team is still only four points out of the playoffs. He doesn't do any of that. There's, there's nothing on this team that he does to elevate anything. It's just they're, they're just there. The lineup decisions, 
the matchups just I mean I'm sure there's more I'm forgetting that I didn't write down here, but it just it it goes on and on and on and he just he looks like a guy, you know, calling the team soft to that's that's Jason's job. It just it looks like a guy who was running out of answers. And you can see that by how he goes back to what he's comfortable with, going back to putting Scandella with Bristolani, which was a terrible idea, and then it finally burned them against the Rangers. And then going back to the top line in the game that you really needed when there was no reason to do it. I mean, Middlestat just came back in that Siri Middlestat Reinhardt line was rolling before Middlestat got hurt. And but you're inexplicably gonna go back to putting the top three together and then you 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 got what you deserved. You got no offensive production basically outside of that top line consistently throughout the game. That top line scored you a goal, but you got nothing else out of nobody else. And it's you know, I mean it's keeping Thompson and Saboka together, who are consistently the two most negative impact forwards on this team, and throughout the season you continue to keep them together. Now he split them up finally and watch how good of a game Tage Thompson probably has tomorrow with CJ Smith and Evan Rodriguez. It's it's so much stuff that is right in front of your face that is obvious. This guy continues to just fumble or muddle through. And, and, and I'm at the point where people say, you know, you can't change a coach every two years. I mean, whatever. Where was that written in stone? Where show me where that is. Because I, I you're we've talked about before. I don't want to be Philadelphia next year. I don't want to be St. Louis. I don't want to be whoever where I have to fire my coach in November because, and then I'm, you know, 10 points back because I have a rough start. And then I have to make up all these games under a new coach and starting over again. And then what about the GM? And and, and, and like, I don't want to do that. I'd rather just get my restart. I'd rather Bottle will go to Pagula, say, I got the wrong guy here. Let me pick another guy and, and go from there. And I, 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 I can't, I can't do this again next season. Fans can do this again next season. You know, we talked before how Rasmus Dahlin bought the Bagula some credit here, bought them some more time, but here we are in March, and again, the building's half empty. You have more away fans than home fans in that building, and in a week and a half, you're going to be out of this thing. And it's just, again, it's just people are turning on this team again, and it's, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what, I, I, I don't know a good reason that this coach can stay next season with the collapse, with everything I laid out. I, I, I don't know how anybody, I understand people want to keep him as coach. I don't know how you can conceivably argue to keep him besides saying that the roster isn't that great and that you can't fire a coach every two years. Other than that, there's no other reason to come up with that he should stay here. And those two reasons for me are personally not good enough for him to stay as coach next year. And that's just, just it is what it is. That is the truth of the matter. And that is, is what it is. And that's it. You you can go. That's the end of my rant. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I hate to bring it to you because I do not have one of those reasons on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> but I did find something um, while doing a little bit of research that might intrigue you a little bit. So the Sabres currently are 28, 23, and 7. I want to take a wild guess at what their record was the at this point in the season, uh, the year Bilesman got fired? It's got to be... I'm 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 gonna guess since you're bringing it up, it's close to that. that. That's what I'll say. I guess I guess I don't have numbers, but I'll guess it's close to that. Twenty-five, twenty-three, and ten. Three Crazy. points worse. Crazy. And this team had a ten-game win streak. <laughs> 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 Which scrolling quickly, Bowsman's team did not. <laughs> <laughs> they won three games in a row twice. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's 
what I think what are we at now? Outside of the streak, it's a seventy. I think it's like a seventy-five or seventy-four point pace now at this point. And then since the streak, they're like a sixty. It's like a sixty-eight point pace, if not worse than that. I mean, it, I, I don't. If, if you, I hate doing this, but really, I mean, think about it. I mean, to put it in the perspective this way, if they even go like five hundred, or at least play the same type of way they're playing now during that ten-game stretch, what they're a few points ahead of Ottawa at this point. And that's with Darlene and with Skinner and with Eichel and, you know, so and so. And it just, it's, I, I feel like you can't have that much talent and still produce results this bad. I mean, there's no, I mean, it's it's not, it's not Andre Mazaros anymore. It's not Benoit Pouliot. It's not Andre Benoit. <laughs> it's not Taylor Ferdoon. And it's like, you have legitimate NHL players here. <laughs> like, I, I guess Vlad Saboka, you know, that's questionable, but. I mean, there's there's no more Jordan Nolan up here. I mean, there's not. Which is the funny thing is because you bring him up, but he's the guy that he keeps using. Right, right, and that's I'll say, crazy. I'll part. say this: I think, I think the only way, or one way, he sticks around is if Batro, for some reason, thinks he is the right guy, and he puts his job on the line for him. Says, "I didn't give him a good enough team. Give me one more off season. I believe he is a guy for this team." Um, and then both of them get one more year. But if they miss the playoffs next year, I think then they'd both be gone. I, I think so, if you're Pagula and he comes to you with that, then fine. If you trust him to do that. But I would say to him then as my reply, okay, fine. But if it fails, you both go. Right. Which I would imagine that's how it would go. Because remember, we were talking about that. Actually, I think <laughs> thinking about it now, I think it was might have been the same argument I gave two years ago or three years ago was the only reason he would stick around was if Murray said, give him, more, give him one more chance. But we both were saying at the time that Murray should just you know cut his losses, get one more coach, and get one more season out of it. Now, obviously, that didn't happen. Right. Uh, I, mean, I mean, you think, though, you would think if Pagula is going to let him pick a new coach, that in theory, and again, unless things are terrible again, like brutal, terrible, low 70-point team, that that at least buys Bottle at least two more years. Because you're not going to let him pick a new coach and then fire the coach the one year. You know what I mean? So I think just if you're a first time GM and you're a development guy, I think you need to buy yourself as much time as you think you can get. Well, exactly, exactly. Because the problem with development type guys is if this exactly what is happening happens, you're never going to see the end of that development. No, the next the next general manager comes in here is going to feed off your development. Basically, is what's going to happen. So I think if I were him, I'm trying to get myself as much time as possible. And this season is not doing that, that's for sure. No, I, I mean, and he's, you know, we harp on Housley. Uh, we beat up on Housley a lot. You know, the players you can beat up on. But, you know, there's, I, I think it should be said as many times as possible before the season ends. Bottle's hands have blood on them too in this. I mean, there. I, mean, I understand you can go into the season thinking of what you are, uh, you know, thinking this is development year, this is just a growth year, we're not really going to be a playoff team. Well, at the end of November, that your mindset has to change completely. We've touched this before, so I'm not spending a lot of time on it. Yep. But it, it's what we've talked about before. It's the process. It's the ability to speed up your process here. And, and not in the sense of trading assets to speed it up like Murray did, talked about last week, but you can make one move. I mean, again, we talked about the Nino Niederreiter thing, and he, he went for Victor Rask. You couldn't. Somehow get involved in that and maybe find another way to outbid Carolina for Victor Rass. I mean, look at Carolina. They got Niederreiter. He's a big part of that team. And look, at they just blew by you in the standings because they made a move to get better. 
they wanted to improve. And, you know, it's this GM just sat there, just sat there and watched it and continues to watch and continues to watch it just go down. And while I'll appreciate if he makes a move for a future asset by Monday, at the same time, I'm going to sit there and go, well, why did you wait till now? Why couldn't you do this a month ago? Depending on what it is, you can bet right. your ass. Yeah. Because yeah. now it's too – It's at this point, it's too late. Forget, forget it. I mean, you're not I – mean, unless you bring in some stud, it, it's not turning this team around in a month to get to make up the points you need for the playoffs. I mean, it's just it's not happening. Thinking about it, I kind of try and relate it to – it's like if a business had a plan going into a year and they're sticking to that plan, things are going really well, and then all of a sudden they just start bleeding money. Like no one's gonna sit there and just say, "Yeah, it's all right. We have a plan," you know. And yeah, I mean, we, what, we didn't expect our, did. we, you know, we didn't expect our November to be that good. So we'll just we'll let it we'll let it run dry here. We'll just go, yeah, you know, millions of dollars in the hole. Yeah, because <laughs> don't worry, next year we'll we'll be better. It, it's it's getting <laughs> it's getting a hard sell. There's going to be no there's no Rasmus Dahlin next summer. That's for sure. So I mean, unless you get some. Re- ridiculous luck in the lottery. You're, you're not falling into Rasmus Dahlin. So in order to get this fan base to, again, buy into improvement and a better team and a playoff team next year. You're going to have to win. You're going you're gonna to have to win. You're going to have to make a, a, a monster-sized move, I think, to people to buy that. You can't – I don't think he can just make signings and, you know, although it's a – I don't know, it's an okay free agent class this year, but you can't just make a few signings and then expect people to, you know, go with that. I guess you could say, you know, because I mean, if you want, you could say a lot of the signings and moves he's made outside of trades, uh, a few trades, um, haven't been that great. You know, the only signing I think like, off the top of my head I could think of that's gone well is Pilot. Beyond that, I, I, who was he signing free agency that really has done that well? So it's you know it's. I don't, there's a lot of signs. There's a lot of something that's going to need to be done this summer. A lot of it, and it's going to start with that postseason press conference. And he can put on the athlete he did last year that he's as mad as he wants to be. But I don't know. I mean, at the same time, I mean, I'll just you just sit there and say back. To, well, I mean, you you let this fall this right. way. So I mean, yeah, you, how, how mad can you be? Right, right. You, this is your team now. This is fully your team with your fingerprints on it. I don't actually not to cut you off, but I don't think there's really any way he can show up depending on how the, the rest of the season goes, and say, like, he's mad. Like, he can't. No. No. He has, what he has to do is getting, preach that he has a plan in development, and here's my plan, this is why we didn't do so-and-so and so-and-so. That has That's to be he's his... Gonna have to do. Yeah. He's going to have to, yeah. The Emmerichs went X far in the playoffs. The ECHL team went so far. But even, st- like, nobody's going to want to hear it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> oh, great. Cincinnati went to, like, a championship. Cool, like. Was Vasily Glotov going to really come? I mean, you know. I mean, so Rochester, you can kind of buy that. But even Rochester, who's who's left? I mean, what? I, I'm what? I'm going to get Victor Olofsson and Brendan Gooley some playoff time? Cool. Like, I mean, that's, you know. Asplund? Yeah, that them too. But beyond that, I mean, there's not really. I mean, that's the thing too with these third-round picks that scares me. He's going to use all three of them is all of their high-end, quote-unquote, prospects are with the NHL team. You got Luke Inn, who's going to come pro next year. So I guess you could, but he's still three three years at least away from making an p- impact on the NHL team. Uh, and then you have Olsen as a seventh round pick that maybe can be something. Nylander, who the hell knows what's going to happen there? 
Uh, you got Askari Laxinen, who looks good, but he's a year. He's going to play at least another year in Finland and then come over. Uh, Davidson will probably come over this year, but again, those aren't high end prospects. And, it's, <laughs> and I don't, I don't know. It's my biggest fear is at the end of day one of that draft that you and I are going to be sitting there and going, "Wait, what just happened?" Because he makes all three of those picks. Like that, I think that that, that that could be worst case scenario, in my opinion. All right, it wasn't it. Uh, Boston had like three in a row and made all three. Made all yeah, literally three in a row. Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen made all three, and they got <laughs> one player out of it. One player, one okay player out of it. Scary. Yeah, and it's. I mean, going to yeah, that, no. I mean, how many times would we laugh and point? Look at Boston; they made all three picks in a row. What are they doing? Like. That's going to be oh the Sabers really made all three picks okay I mean I think that's going to be like even if even if we do some crazy draft like scouting and like all three picks that he made like you're still not seeing them for two three years so it's going to be okay no. nice but what the hell am I doing next year right St Louis is going to make the playoffs so you're going to you're big talked before you're in a mid twenties pick San Jose is probably going to go far so you're in a late twenties pick so it's what are those two picks really going to get you in a draft that significant next well i mean kind of significantly falls off at 15 the 15 to 16 12 well 12 12 15 you know it it falls off a cliff and then beyond that it's kind of just that's why depending on depending on who he's going after i don't know how you don't keep your pick make it and then move the other two right and unless your plan is to package other two to move up again but I mean, how really, how really do we in the NHL? How do we? How much do we see that happen? Really, you know? Right. Not often. You gotta right. love the guy. Yep. Absolutely, love the guy. And they gotta convince that team to drop out of thirteen and go back to like twenty-one or twenty-two, whatever. Right. Yeah, I don't think I could really see that happening. No. So I don't know. I mean, it's ready for yeah. this. He's gonna make the Sabres pick and then trade back, and then make two first and a second. Pick up another second round pick doesn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. That that would that would have me and you coming out of that saying, What the hell just happened? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. He's got a lot of work out of him. He, we talked about it last week and I don't want to get into it too much again, but I mean there's three to four holes, three to four legitimate holes in the team he has to fill. And if he's not gonna touch any of them now, then you know, it's forget be a heck of it. Off-season. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I guess that's kind of the point. Maybe we can get into like the O'Reilly thing, and ever so briefly, only reason bring it up because we were asked this question, I think two or three times when we asked for questions. You know, on, on that O'Reilly move, you know, you move him out, and you get five pieces. One went AWOL is gone. The other one is a negative player that negate that is getting to the point in goals above replacement where he's starting to negate Jack Eichel in that category. He's so he's so bad that he's negating how good Jack Eichel is in terms of production and goals for your team. And then the third guy, uh, Tage Thompson, is only 20, so there's still potential there. But he continues to try to stick him around every single person on the entire ice and doesn't know how to use his body at six foot six. So that's becoming frustrating. The 20, the first-round pick you're going to have is going to be a mid to early 20s pick that you're just going to pick. And then you have a 2021 second-round pick. So you traded one of the best, one of the, maybe the top 25, 30 centers in the league for, I don't know, we'll see what happens with this draft pick. And Tage Thompson, hopefully the guy figures it out. 
that's all you got out of it. And I mean, you could say all you want how Riley had to go, and I, I get I get that part of it. You know, there was something in the room, whatever. Uh, you know, we don't know if the Bagulas got involved in terms of that bonus, and St. Louis was the only team that was willing to pay that bonus, and that was kind of trimmed into you had to take that deal, and it is what it is. And then, the, then there's the mystery of why Thompson gets to be the only player in the GM who thinks you know development is important and playing in the AHL. This kid who had no control over being traded somehow, some way, something promised to him and never goes to the AHL, but everybody else does. It's just it's there's so much about that trade that's confusing and makes your face hurt. And at the end of the day, you really got nothing out of it. And say what you want, how much you needed him to go off your team and whatever happened in the room, but that that's an L. That is a straight L, and nothing's going to change my mind about it. That is just an, you just you, to take an L there, and you get laughed at, and you move on. That that's what you do. Well, I think you would have to first hope that <clears throat> no matter what is going on in the outside, uh, everyone's saying he had to go with him saying that he just didn't love the game anymore, and you know all the outside chatter. You would hope that the ownership slash GM in that position would know the truth so you'd have to imagine if he felt like he had to move him at least in his mind too o'reilly was an issue right uh now whether if that's true or not we'll never know but i mean yeah i i would imagine you would have to think that not only from the outside chatter <laughs> i really hope that's not the reason he's making trades but um if so scandalous things no, but, <laughs> but but I mean, in all seriousness, you would, you would think that he, he there, there's some validity to it if you felt like he had to move him, because like we said last week, not to get into it again, but you're kind of at this point missing Ryan O'Reilly, Evander Kane, and an ex right-handed defenseman. Those those are the pieces you're missing to right. be able yep. to make the playoffs right now. So, I mean. <sighs> The, it's the whole thing is just nuts. He just, like you said, he's got one hell of an off season coming up and he better hit because if he doesn't, we're, we're searching for a coach and GM again. I mean, the one thing I really, I'll say too, you know, back quickly on Botterill is what I don't want to see this season is I really don't want to see any more of those buy low deals. Like I, I don't need you to go do the counter Sherry deal where you buy low and take salary and whatever. Like I, I don't, I don't need that anymore. I, I get it. You got a couple of those deals. You know, Bolu was one. Sherry was another one. You know, you, you, you buy low. I mean, the same thing with like Palmville and Scandelli kind of bought low and whatever. But you took some salary to, you know, get rid of Felino Rennes and whatever and so on. But I I don't I, – I need a trade where you give up your assets to bring in a reliable top four right-handed defenseman or a top six forward of some kind, preferably a center. Like you need, you need more standard traits. You do. Not, you might not necessarily be giving up as little as you did. Right. You're, you're going to have saying. to. He's going to have to part with some of his key assets. You're going to have to do it, Jason. Like you're gonna. I, I don't know. I mean, you don't have a lot of prospects here to deal with, so that leaves your first round picks. You're, you're just. You're going to have to do it, and that's just. And if you refuse to do it, as we said in the beginning, you're tying it together. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be here long enough to see those three first round picks he picked eventually make their way into the NHL. Not a chance. Because if you make those first three first-round picks, 
and then say you go get a guy or two in free agency, and that's all you do. This team is bubble playoff team again. Yeah. Barring an injury, you're probably not even a playoff team. So unless you get unless Darlene goes silly with Eichel and Skinner is on a fifty goal pace again, I mean it's. What's the crazy thing is you've been you've been lucky with injuries this year. Yes, yes, they have very lucky. That doesn't happen so, forever. <laughs> no, and that's one of the reasons why you you don't throw away these seasons. Uh huh. Because you never know. Exactly. You, you get know, in. What What happens next year if, God forbid, knock on wood, Eichel and Darlene roll ankles and miss a month of the season each. I mean, you're you're in trouble. And that ruins your entire season because then you're behind the eight ball. Unless you have ridiculous depth, but, you know, who believes that's <laughs> going to happen by next season, right? So, I mean, yes, that, that's one of the reasons why you just don't let these seasons just pass you by and be like, well, we didn't really plan for it anyway, so we'll just go next year and see how it goes. It's, but it is what it is. Here we are. Here we are. Deja vu. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Eight it's, years running. I don't know. I mean, what else there really is to get into? It's this is more just of a venting frustration podcast, and there's really nothing to. I don't know. I mean, I've tried the last few to put some gleams of hope in it, and that's those days are those days are done. That day ended last night against New Jersey. That was it. I mean, that was that was done. I got nothing for you at this point. I mean, at least positivity wise, and it's just you're you just you're not. I you've thought for how many years now that you know. You can chase down that team. It's just not happening. No, no, not a chance. <laughs> I mean, again, for a team who hasn't won two regulation games in October, you're not about to sit here and tell me they're going to win 15 of the next 25 games. Like, get out of here. <laughs> no way. Speaking uh, of coaching, real quick, can you believe for all the time we we're saying that the Islanders would fall back? They have 76 points. They're in first in the metro. I right know. Now? I know. I, the, the thing is, though, if you look wild. at their, if you look at like their, I'll tell you this. If you're a betting person, bet so hard. I mean, depending on what happens in the offseason. But you know, like if they offer sheet Mitch Marner and get him or something. But outside of that, bet so hard on that team to come back to earth so hard next season. The 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 goaltending save percentage is ridiculous. And there's no way you're getting that season again out of Robin Leonard and Thomas Grace. This It's not happening. So if you're a gambler, here's my here's my gamble. My what lock of the day, I guess you could say. <laughs> Bet hard on the Islanders to come back to Earth next season because I, I could see that happening. There's some positivity for you. Win some money. There is some positivity <laughs> for you. There's a good way to earn some money. That's the positivity you're going to get out of me this podcast. So I don't know. I mean, I think we answered our questions that we we're going to talk about. Uh, one thing I do quickly want to mention. I, I think it's you know it, it's it's a hard you know with all the losing, it, it's tough to hear this news too as a poso you know, and mm. they kind of wish you know he. Hopefully is okay, and you know, see back in the ice soon. Putting the stuff on the ice performance aside for a moment, you know, you never want to see that. And immediately when I see him, when I saw it was him who dropped the gloves, I just, I just, I made, I think I groaned out loud. Just you, just you know, I, I think it's it's tough, you know, because you're a hockey player, you know, you got challenge, and you want to step up. But I, I think in the situation where you just kind of knowing your history, you kind of just got to walk away there, but. It is what it is now, and you know it's just you hate to see it, and you hope everything turns out okay there. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, it's. I'll be honest. I was shocked to hear that he was traveling with the team. Me too. Me after, too. It's like, oh, okay, he was not that bad. After the way he looked when he took that punch, it looked like a guy that was not okay, but was trying to act like he was. I agree. Same thing. 
Um, so to, I was happy and, like I said, shocked that he was traveling. And then to hear what, I mean, the news today that he's going back, um, unfortunately not surprising. And I hope everything's okay. For sure. So we'll keep it. That's scary. Out. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, if that's what happened last time, it's, you know, you don't want to see anybody go through that. You know, I mean, it's, you know, we sit here and yell about hockey for 40 minutes, but, you know, there's people that have, have lives beyond this. So, you know, you kind of got to put that to the side and hope he gets better and hopefully see him on the ice again soon. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that and see how that goes. But, yeah, I think that's it for this week. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'll get into my little the little spill here. You know, make sure you follow us on Twitter, uh, at BTB Hockey. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Uh, any questions or comments you want to hear us talk about in the next episode, feel free to send them to us whenever. Uh, you can listen, write, share uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, all those places. Anywhere you hear a podcast, we're going to be there. And also make sure to check out Die by the Blade for the awesome content and where you'll find our podcast as well. And... I don't know. I, I mean, Florida tomorrow, we're saying when you're listening, then that rough stretch, and the best advice I can give you is to buckle up. To buckle up, Buttercup, and <laughs> let's kind of see how this goes. The deadline's on Monday. We'll see how that goes. We're going to try to get some a guest on here um, over the next few days, actually, to talk about some <clears throat> trade talk here. So we'll maybe be back before the deadline so you can hear about us and uh, – yeah, I'm sure we'll either get in a podcast just before or just after the deadline. We'll kind of figure out how things go. Hopefully. Just before, because I'll be out of here. That's right. Bill's gone again. Mm-hmm. Damn it, Bill. I'll be, I'll be here talking to myself about the deadline after they, after they make <laughs> after they trade Nathan Bowley or nothing else. <laughs> let, me, let me know what time we're doing it, and I'll just text you some more Housley stats and numbers. And <laughs> yeah. You'll be able to rant for a good half hour. Yeah. They traded Nathan Bowley for a fifth-round pick. See you next season. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a recap of the deadline. What are you going to yeah. do? Well, well at least I'm a, I'll get some sun. Yeah, yeah, enjoy that. I, I would like a vacation from the hockey team. I guess you're going to get it. And uh, I'll sit here and continue to suffer through it. So, like, thanks for leaving me in the stretch of that week and listening to that. I appreciate that. So, uh, so I'm sure we'll sneak one in Wednesday, or Wednesday or Friday before I go. Oh, yeah, definitely. We'll definitely get one in. So, we'll definitely get one in. So, for Chad and Bill, uh, we are out of here. Uh, tough podcast, but it's the reality. And I don't know. We've been here before, peeps. We've been here before. So we kind of know how to deal with this, but it's unfortunate. And at this point, it is what it is. So we'll talk to you pretty soon here. And uh, enjoy the next few games. Enjoy the rest of your week. Now let's get ready for the trade deadline and see how things go. See ya. See ya.